Greetings, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy. Recently, I was on the WW Bro podcast with my friend Anthony DiDomenico, also known as Comic, 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 Comic Anthony D on Instagram. And we had a great time talking about both of our journeys. He's nearing that 200 pound down mark. And this is just a great discussion where we get into a little bit of his story, but some deeper stuff about mine. And we just talk about some issues that you deal with when you're that big. So I hope that you'll really enjoy it. You'll check it out. And hey, I'm going to have him back when he crosses that 200 pound mark to talk to you specifically about his life. So enjoy this bonus special episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Everybody and welcome to episode 92 of the WW Bro podcast with me, your host, comedian Anthony DiDomenico. And we got we got a special show for you tonight. We're kind of doing a podcast collaboration. I'm joined on Skype by Gormy of the Fat Guy Forum. Gormy, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Glad to be here, man. Glad glad we're finally getting to talk. This is awesome. Yeah, right. I feel we've been friends on social media for so long. Um, mm. It's it's like weird to actually kind of talk like face to face, kind of almost, right? It's <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You just know somebody we, we through were... pictures. Oh yeah, we we were and we were both much larger when those pictures started. You know so, what? I, I was yeah, thinking. That's, that's I was awesome. thinking about that today. Like mm. we've been Facebook friends since be- before this whole thing even like really started. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, which is which is crazy um, to think about. How long have you been on your journey for? Um, I've been this this leg of my journey is has been about two and a half years now, around two and a half years. You know, we started like around the same time. I started. Mm. It'll be two and a half years, November first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're we're at the same time, and you're you're doing awesome, man. I don't know if you, if you want to share how much you're down with with the listeners. Oh, sure. Uh, since I, I did this time around, uh, I'm down, what is it, 265 pounds. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's 335 pounds from my heaviest, but 265 oh this time. That is absolutely yeah, yeah. amazing. Mm. That's awesome. I yeah, actually, uh, I'm I'm closing it on 200. Um, I saw that you had a great weigh-in today. I That's did. Awesome. I, I lost uh, 4.2, and I'm down uh, 195.6, mm. and about a year and a half. I, I, you know, it's it's great that we're you know we're we're both doing this, but we're, we're doing different programs. We're doing different. Oh yeah. And that's one of the things when I, I started this podcast, I, I just didn't want it to be about just WW. You know, mm-hmm. because I feel like, you know, we go to our workshops and we talk to people. It's, I wanted it to be about every kind of weight loss and whatever somebody's doing, if they're doing if you're doing keto, if, if someone's doing, I don't know, plant based, something, whatever, anything, mm-hmm. anything they're doing. If they're having a positive result, the surgeries, even if they're having a positive result, I, I want to talk to them about it. I want to find out just to give somebody an education and to kind of give them like, you know, another option if WW oh, yeah. is not the the thing for them. No, I think it's important. I, th- I think it's important to realize sometimes that like 
and and I've talked to a lot of people about this. Like we fall in love with the tools that help us, mm -hmm. you know. So like we get passionate about them. Like I'm sure there's times that you're really passionate about, you know, WW, and I'm I'm passionate about keto. But like my even like over on my, on my podcast, like I talk to people that have done all different kinds of ways through their journey, and I get messages from people that are like. Why aren't you shoving keto down their throats? You should be telling them it would be easier for them or this would happen or that would happen. And I'm like, because that's not my job. It's not my job to tell people what to do and tell them when someone comes to me and says, you know, I or like I'm talking to you tonight and you're yeah. like, you know, you're down 190, almost 100, almost 200 pounds, uh, you know, with WW like. And if I were to sit here and be like, well, you know, that's great. <laughs> but I really feel like, you know, this is something better you should do. Like I, I and the, the I think the important thing is, like you said, like pay attention mm -hmm. to how you're doing with the tool you're using. And if it stops working, don't give up your, your mission and your goals. Like find another tools that tool that might be better for you. Like find something that, you know, you know, might work better, but you know, it's, there's so many different ways. Like we all know at the end of the day, there's so many different ways to get to weight loss. Yeah. It's like more about like learning for yourself, how to handle your, your, especially guys that were as big as we were like, you know, we have, we have great relationships with food. Like we really, we have great relationships with food. Love like food. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta find a way to work on that. And like, you know, if you find a way that works for us, great. You know, if, if my way doesn't work for someone, I don't begrudge them that. Like I, I, I get attacked a lot by vegans on Twitter. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, my sisters, my sisters are vegetarians. Like I have friends that are vegans. I'm like, I don't hate you. Like, I don't know why you hate me, but like, can we communicate? And then like that, that dialogue never works out. Like for the most, for the, for Twitter people, like I, I think on Instagram, I've had some really great discussions with people, yeah. but Twitter, Twitter people are like kind of snipers. Like they want to come in, attack you and run away. And yeah, hide. It's and 140 like, characters. They're just coming right in. Oh yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I find oh, yeah. that weird. Like, you know, put a, put like whatever aside, like your whole, if you say you're a vegan or you're a vegetarian, so you're, 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 mm -hmm your beliefs how about just you know acknowledge somebody who's doing an amazing thing by losing over mm. 300 pounds you know and and saving his life that why is that you gotta attack somebody for that because you found a way to do that I oh yeah ridiculous. i mean i i've literally gotten messages that are like congratulations on losing the weight too bad you're gonna die and like oh. <laughs> yeah i'm like and my response to that is always uh, you're going to die too. Like we're all going to die eventually. Like, yeah, so we're, we're all going to die. You know, um, we're just choosing maybe to prolong it a little bit by actually doing something, taking care of ourselves. Uh, oh yeah. I'm like, go talk to my doctor and tell me that I'm going to die. Okay. <laughs> go talk to my doctor. Yeah. So, you know, if uh, a lot of my listeners might not be familiar with keto mm -hmm. and how it works. And mm -hmm. I'm actually a little curious. I, I don't know too much about it. I know the broad sure. strokes of it. So, like, what in a nutshell is uh, is the keto program? Okay. So, keto, it's funny because, like, there there's no real one way to do a ketogenic diet. Okay. But at the at the core, it's it's restriction of carbohydrates, like severe restriction of carbohydrates. And now, do you eat higher fat, higher protein, like, to balance all of that? Like, those are the different avenues. Like, that's, I mean, I get messages from people a lot that are like, so I'm looking at the keto and I'm realizing there's like eight or nine different ways I can start. And I'm like, there are, <laughs> you know, there, there really is like, it's, it's, you know, a key, the state of ketosis is a scientific thing. Like this is more about finding for you, like what, 
helps you the best. Like for me, like I've done a lot of experimentation with, you know, my protein threshold and my, my, my fat intake and Mm -hmm. what gives me satiation? Because I also don't think like, I'm not on here to, to come, you know, tell anyone that's listening to you or is listening to me, you know, that keto's magic. You know, I don't think there's any <laughs> diet plan that's magic. No. Like, but it's a tool that because of the way I eat, it helps me control the, my hunger and the issues I have with hunger and my food control issues and a lot of that. And then it does have, you know, it has some great metabolic side effects and hormonal issue help and all that kind of jazz. But really keto is like, if you want to look at, if you look for a textbook definition, like it's keeping your carbohydrates down, you know, around like probably 25, 30 net grams of carbs, um, having a little bit more fat than you are protein. You, the, the, the strict textbook definition is like, uh, I think it's like 75% fat, okay. 20% protein, 5% carbs in terms of your macro breakdown. But there's, like I said, there's a spectrum of like ways to handle and address that. But it really, it comes down to, like it keto itself is really about um carb level okay. and then how you work you work everything out yourself as far as like ingredient profiles and like all of those things like do you eat wheat do you not eat wheat all of that those are nuances that people can get into for themselves there are some people do what would be called like a dirty keto where they strictly look at macro numbers and so for them if something's got wheat or chemical additives or anything along those lines, they don't care as long as they're hitting like their thresholds, like their, their macro numbers. Some people tend to be more of like on, on the paleo side of things and don't want to eat grains and don't want to eat legumes yeah. and, and want to like keep any of like the engineered foods out of their diet. Like uh, there's a lot of different, you know, uh, that starts to get more like into like philosophically. Like I think it's the same thing. Like I have some friends that have done like WW yeah. and like, They've done WW from a keto perspective or from a paleo perspective. Like they use the tools that like are best for them. So like for me, you know, my, my diet tends to be what would be probably be considered like clean eating. Like I tend to eat mostly like meat, vegetables, and fats. I've noticed Uh, that it's very, it's not a lot of, it's no processed really food, what you eat. I see from the dinner and stuff like that. I do eat some, the, 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 the thing for me, like people should know is like, I, like for probably the first year and a half or so of my journey, I was like, I was more like what was called lazy keto. I was counting, I was counting my carbs, 25 grams net carbs a day. And then I really wasn't counting my fat and protein. I was just eating enough. So I wasn't hungry. Okay. And then I eventually, I I reached a point where I needed to do some tighter tracking because my weight was stalling. I was dealing with hunger issues, a lot of, a lot of things along those lines. And I started working with a coach on a stricter keto protocol. So I, I'm in one of the, the more stricter protocols that's out there. I, I do total carbs now instead of net carbs. And for people who don't know, when you're counting carbs, um, if you look on your, 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 your ingredient labels or your, your like my fitness pal or something along those lines, you're going to see a carb count. You're going to see fiber, sugar, alcohol, and sugars. And people who do net carbs subtract the fiber and the sugar alcohols from their, their carb count. I do total carbs. So whatever that carb number is, that's what I, what I add up. And right okay. now I do 10, I do 10 grams of total carbs a day. So it's, yeah. 10. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah it's, it's been, and it, the it's Italian been, in me just jumped up a little bit. 10, 10, oh, car- yeah. like oh, 10 yeah. carbs oh, a yeah. day. Like pretty much the breadcrumbs in a meatball might cover the, is probably wow. covering the carbs that I would eat in a day. So that's why I tend to focus more on vegetables because yeah. I can get more bang for my buck that way. You know, I can get some bulkier vegetables. I'm a big fan of like arugula and spinach and like putting meat on top of salads and that kind of thing. Yeah, I like um, that too. Like, uh, I, I when I make salads, I always put like I always put like a protein on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and, and, 
It adds to it. To me, it's, it makes it because otherwise the salad just it's empty without it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you do. I mean, that's the other thing is like I've just been really impressed. Like you're a wizard with like what I, what I like is like for me, I tend to have to be like the the mad scientist when it comes to balancing my my macros. Like I look at some of the plates you put together and I see what you do, you know, with your points and and things yeah. along those lines. Where I'm like, you know. He's got a really kind of like creative eye for when he's looking at this. Like, I know there are some people that go into something like keto and they do just like I'm going to do I'm going to do steak and romaine lettuce every Mm -hmm. day because that's what that's easy for me. And probably people that go into like WW are like, I'm going to eat the same meal every day because I know it hits my numbers, you know, perfectly. (laughs) But like I see some of the some of the, the combinations you're making and like, you know, as much as there's some things that, you know, you're eating that that I can't eat and I'm eating that you can't eat like I take. I take some inspiration sometimes from seeing some of your plates. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could do something along those lines, like figure something like that oh, out. So that, that, thanks, man. Yeah, what I what I did was like, especially this time around, um, I like I can't be bored eating. I I love mm. food. I have to be able to enjoy what I'm eating. So mm. I I always love to cook. That was always a big thing for me is cooking, and and so I'm mm. like, okay, I'm gonna challenge myself now to to have the things I like. And not yep. have to really give it up. And there's so many, especially nowadays, everybody's so health conscious. There's so many things out there you could use for like recipe hacks. And oh, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not a hundred percent what it was, but the, the flavors are there and just the, the, mm. the memory sense is there. And for me, it, it, you know, it's in within the points and I always put the points of whatever I cook on there. So if, cause I get people that message me all the time and they're like, Oh my God, I'm so bored. I don't know what I'm eating. I don't know what, it, you know, mm. I only get so many points a day. You know, I, I'm somebody, I get more points than most people. I'm, mm. still, I'm still a big guy. I still have a lot more to oh, lose. Yeah. So I could have a higher point meal, but I still like to sometimes do a low point meal just to throw it up there and show people, no, 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 you can have a lot of food and still mm. feel hungry and satisfied with a, a low amount of points. Um, I, know, I know with the whole... If someone actually just put 10 carbs is nothing, somebody just commented on here. Oh, yeah. And it's tr- it's true, though. You're thinking about it. I, you know, I've had things I add to my dinner that has more carbs mm-hmm. than 10. And I, in the past, I did I did Atkins years ago. I don't know if you ever tried Atkins mm-hmm. before. And oh, yeah. I didn't feel good. Uh, and maybe, I, I guess maybe keto is now more of a healthy way to look at that. Like, Because when I did Atkins, it was just like, okay, just eat anything that's not carbs so i was eating like super sod and cheese and eggs and Mm -hmm. so i wasn't really eating healthy i was making like bacon like every day Mm -hmm. and like you know just is eating anything that didn't have carbs in it instead of looking at the healthier way to do that i think that's what keto is but to be honest before like i really like you just explained that to me i thought the only thing i knew about keto was Vinny from the jersey shore the the keto guido oh yeah Oh yeah, that was really it like he's like um eating the cheese off the pizza and they're all making fun of him about it and that stuff happens. Like, I, I think you do that. Like, but I, I think one of the things that like most, especially most of the people that like I learned from encourage you to think more about like the nutrient density of your food. So okay. yes, it's, it can be really delicious to do, you know, some things, you know, some of the just zero carb, zero carb foods, like to do a pound of bacon, you mm-hmm. know, along those lines. But, you know, maybe it's better to do like grass fed sirloin with your bacon and some, you know, pasture raised eggs and think about like the, the, what you're actually putting together. And it's funny because like you talk about like you did Atkins, like one of the things I've liked about following your journey is uh, Weight Watchers is the, you know, 
when it was called Weight Watchers. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to upset anyone. I know there's probably some people that are going to get upset. Let me tell you something. Uh, my, you know, w- my, my coach still yeah. says Weight Watchers most of the time because at oh. least we're used to it. But I did it. That was the first diet I ever did as a kid. I was going to um, ask that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like that was, and I was back then. You know, the and I think rightfully so. They didn't want a ten-year-old kid at meetings. Um, so it was my aunt kind of going to meetings for herself and then bringing me the materials and that kind of thing. Um, but then I did it several times, you know, I did it once as an adult and once as, you know, on my teens, like I remember going to, to a Weight Watchers meeting when I, and it was the only place I could get weighed also. Like I had no idea what I weighed at that point. They they have the the good scales. They have the industrial scales. Oh yeah. Uh, and I went in and I think I was like, I was the high 400s at that point. Like, and, and I hadn't even gotten to my heaviest yet. Like this was one of those attempts. And I remember like, so the person checking me in was like, and here's what your points are going to be. And yada, yada, yada. And, you know, gives me everything. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I know. I know. Let's go. Let's get to the meeting. I want to see what's happening. And so we get to the meeting and the, at the end, the meeting leader comes over and she's like, let me see what they gave you. Like, let me see how they set this up for you. And she looks and she's like, yeah, we're going to have you, we're going to have you add some more points. Like the person who set this up for you really doesn't know how to handle someone your size. Like you need more food than this or you're going to die. Oh my God. So she added like another 30 points or something along those lines. And so then like this woman small, like half my size was like, Oh, so how many points do you have now? And I told her and she's like, that just seems not fair. And I'm like, (laughs) lady, I'm like three times your size. (laughs) Like leave me alone. Okay. Leave me alone. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh goodness. But I do, I do one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, it, I've told it on my podcast and I've told it in other interviews I've done is when I was a teenager and I was, went, went back to Weight Watchers the second time and I was going to meetings. So I was like 16, 17 and it was all these middle-aged women and me at the meeting. And I loved the, I loved, I always loved the, I, I love the meeting aspect of Weight Watchers. Like I love that. Like, yeah. I think like, that kind of like community support and the motivation is always, and the leaders always have great stories. And so I remember one time, like, I think like four weeks in a row, I was hitting like seven or eight pounds down. So I was like racking up ribbons, like nothing. And <laughs> so I, ribbons, I got yes. like, my, <laughs> yeah, I, that's back in, back in the ribbons days. Oh. And I got like the 25 pound ribbon really quickly. And I sat down with it after they gave it to me and everyone's clapping. And this woman turns around this rather large middle-aged woman. And she turns around and she goes, you're a man none of this counts know that oh my god and i'm like i'm like what do you and i'm literally like i have no idea what you mean she goes you lose <laughs> fast normally just because you finally stopped eating she's like no, that's not don't true. think yeah. don't but it was just it was like this hilarious oh i know it's, it's these, like that happened to it, me it was, once it was, too. it was like a movie uh, it was like literally like a movie where like there's the lights dim and like the character the caricature gets on her face <laughs> and she's like you're not you're there's nothing good there's nothing great about you i'm not clapping not I'm clapping. like, oh, take a deep breath. It's okay. You need, you know, get yourself a, and that was of course also back in the day of like the, the frozen Weight Watcher desserts and pieces along those lines. Like, so I was like, go get yourself a strawberry shortcake. That always yeah. like were hot on the outside, but frozen in the inside. They oh, never, yeah. they never oh, yeah. microwaved right. I had a woman one time tell me, this is now years ago. I had lost 150 pounds from like 2003 mm. to 2005. And a woman actually in the meeting raised her hand and said, I would like it if Anthony does not share his weight loss total because it makes me feel bad. Oh, wow. And I just turned around. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm still going to share it because I bust my ass every single day to do this. I said, it's not my problem. You can't. You having a problem with this. I said, I'm going to share what I lost. 
and she started crying and everyone was like, but, but, like I don't need this you make guilt me because I'm actually doing well right right like, it's oh, supposed God, to be like, supportive <laughs> not mm -hmm. like you know but you get that I guess with anything you're doing you get to get people that like you know the, the negative but like I see you you're at the gym every morning but like early like, what time do you get to the gym every day uh well I go five days a week okay so it's not you know necessarily every day but on weekdays, I go at like 4.30 in the morning. Oh I'm there God. by 4.30. Uh, that I, I yeah. give you a lot of credit for because I start work at 7.30, and mm. I really would – I would prefer to work out first thing in the morning. Like when mm. I used to – like years ago when I went back – when I lost the 150 pounds, I would go – I'd be at the gym at 5.30. And mm. then like, you know, because I would start work at 9, but I, I can't get there at like, you know, at 4, 4.30. I can't do that. Oh yeah, well I'm lucky. Like the the gym is literally like a mile from my house, so it's it's a two minute drive. Okay. And I know me. I know like if I don't go before work, I'm not going after work. Because after work is when it's crowded. You're not going to get on a bench. You're not going to get any weights. Yeah. There might be a couple of treadmills left. Like I I I know if I don't go, I'm not going to go. So I get up and do it. And on the weekends, the gym doesn't open till seven. Uh, which so I wait till seven. Um, I don't get up. I, I yeah, I, I don't get up at four on weekends. Just and and like lie in bed waiting for the gym to open. <laughs> Is it open uh, yet? Is it open yet? Yeah, it's it's. I I give. I I actually set an alarm that says you get to sleep in today, and it's set for six a.m. Oh okay. Um, but yeah, no, and and I have great tags on my alarms, like <laughs> for four a.m. It's always like, um, get up, fatty. You need to get to the gym. Um. You know, I berate myself. I, I won't say any worse words on here, but, um, you know, I got to I got to remind myself that I'm getting up for a reason. So you, you got you know, to do what works. Oh, yeah, completely, man. And that's what it is. Like, I know people that are like, I can't work out until like I work out on my lunch break or I work out at night. Like, go and works for you. Like, I get yeah. messages like literally that people that say I could never go then. I'm like, well, yeah, but you go at five o'clock at night. You're good. You know, I'm not telling you. You, ha I never tell anyone they have to go to the yeah, gym. Yeah, there's, at there's no law. It was at the time you got to yeah. go to the gym. Like I go, I go after right after work, and see, like I like to go right after work because I get out of work at four thirty, and the gym, mm. the gym I go, to, I belong to Planet Fitness, so I can go to any gym, yep. and it's literally down the block from where I work. So I'm there at like four thirty-five, and there, yep. I'm in right in that weird period of time that when I get there. No one's on the treadmills or anything. And by the time I'm leaving, it's mm. getting more crowded. But I have, the, like, it's not busy. And then if I'm, like, really busy, like, at, during the day, like, if I have work and I have a show at night, then I'll go on lunch and I'll do, like, a power workout mm. my lunch hour. But I, on the weekends, like, when I work out on Saturdays, I sleep in, but that's the first thing I do is, like, I go I go work out because I, I would rather do it when I get up and go. I feel I feel better. I have a better workout that way. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, rec I don't recommend like, especially I don't recommend I've for a while there, I was also walking to the gym when the weather was nice Yeah. and I was getting a lot, I was getting a lot of concerned messages because I live kind <laughs> of in uh, on the bad side of the city and people are like, it doesn't seem safe, you know, walking to the, the gym that early. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, it, it is not safe. I'm like, I don't bring my wallet or anything with me that could be stolen. Like, I don't know what could happen in my neighborhood, but oh, you yeah, no, a, this is definitely on the bad side of town. <laughs> Oh, I live in the bad side of town. I live in, which, you know, then, I, but the way I felt is like, then my heart races a little bit more when I'm walking to the gym. So like <laughs> I'm getting cardio. a little bit more of a burn. It's a little extra of a burn because I'm like, oh goodness. 
And, oh, why is that person walking? Or why is that per- what's going on with? Oh, that that's just a person <laughs> sleeping right there on the on the corner. That person is literally just sleeping right there. Okay, I'm going to step over them and keep going. I didn't know they had bed, bed areas in New England. I didn't know those bed. Oh, it was nice and friendly. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, they, no. They, they 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 don't put the bad areas on the postcards, but you know, there's <laughs> they exist. They exist. They exist for sure. So you like all those like New England, like the Patriots and the Red Sox and that. that. Yeah, I don't think we should talk yeah. about that. No, I I, I'm just saying. Uh, I just, I got my, yeah. I got my Yankees no, I, <laughs> I know, on. Like, Oh yeah, no, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a New England you know fan. I I like I'm more football, baseball. I'm not a basketball yeah. fan. Like I just never really get into it. I think I just get exhausted watching basketball because they're always running they're running back and forth so much that i'm just like oh i just feel so bad for them watching i'm like oh could you sit down just someone someone let that guy sit down he looks <laughs> really tired like let you know like at the very least like you know football there's like people on the sidelines squirting water in their mouths and like <laughs> fan in them and they've got giant like misters going and everything like that's kind of like what I, i'm like that would be a nice sideline to sit on but Really running back and forth on a basketball court, I'm like that's exhausting. That's it's just exhausting to watch. Never mind actually thinking of playing it. I've uh, I I follow like usually the, all the major. I'm a big hockey fan as well. Um, mm. And it's crazy, like you know, it, it's almost like we're like the uh, the polar opposites of like you know New England and New York. Mm. You're doing keto. I'm doing WWE. You're a See, I know, like, Yankees is, yeah. fan. It's like. It's like the 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 opposite thing, which is which is kind of cool. And you do a podcast, I do a podcast. You know, I didn't know you did a podcast to be honest, because I I I um I just actually I didn't know you were even on Instagram. I just started following you yep. on Instagram, um, and I listened to to some episodes today. Really good podcast, man. I really enjoyed it. I like what you're doing with that. Thank you. Yeah, like it's um, I don't talk about it that much on on Facebook, mm-hmm. but I I do on, I do on Instagram a lot, obviously. Um. Uh, probably talk a lot on Instagram. Um, that's what it's for. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. But yeah, no, I, it's the fat guy forum. It's, it's really like one of the, I saw that there was like, no, there's all these fitness podcasts and there's mm-hmm. all these weight loss podcasts out there. And I felt like the ones I was listening to were either targeting women specifically because majority consumers of weight loss products and everything are women. <laughs> um, and then the men on a lot of the podcasts were guys that were performance athletes their whole lives, you know, that played sports their whole lives, never really had weight problems, might've gained like 30 pounds after college and lost that. And then that's their journey. And I don't begrudge them that, but when I hear someone tell me the story about how, you know, they struggled so hard to lose that 40 pounds they put on after college, I'm just like, okay, (laughs) that's really, that's really great. And like they're literally, you know, so then I, I was like, there's not a real space where guys who are trying to lose 200 or 300 pounds or have or have done it already yeah. or, or are dealing with, you know, guys that are dealing with eating disorders and, uh, you know, all of that. Like the, the men I've talked to so far run the gamut and I get DMs a lot because most of my listeners are women and I get DMs that are Me like, too, when are you going to yeah. have women on? When are you when are you going to have women on? And I'm like, it's the fat guy forum. <laughs> Like you wouldn't, if it was a, if it was a gardening podcast, would you be writing in and saying, when are you, when are you going to talk about brick building? Like, no, like it's the fat guy forum. This is the purpose of the podcast. And I felt really strongly about that mission when I put it together. And I do have some people lined up that I'm think my, the way I have it in my head is after I've gotten through a year, you know, maybe I get a year in, I get up to like 75, hundred episodes, somewhere around there. Um, I'm going to start having what I call honorary fat guys come on. And it's going to be 
you know, either women with journeys or the other thing I would really honestly love to do is to get the wives and spouses of of some of these guys that have gone on these have made these major transformations and talk to them because like I've had dudes on my podcast talk about like their wives needing to help them wipe their butts and like, you know, all of those challenges, you know, that people can face. And like, I would love to, to talk to a woman and say like, you know, tell me what it's like to be in a relationship with someone that's 500 pounds, like to marry a guy at 200 pounds and see him get to 500 pounds. Like, obviously there's a helplessness there that I think we all feel when we see family members go through things like that. Like, but how do you handle that when that's something you're dealing with every day? Because I think it would be great for the guys that are listening to hear, because I think sometimes like we don't talk about those things. Like we, I try to talk about a lot of things that people don't talk about. Like, even like I did an episode that was just about my life when I was 540 pounds. And there's a lot of things I talked about in that episode that were pretty embarrassing to bring up. And the sheer number of people that of guys that like DM me and said, I didn't know anyone else did that. Or I didn't know anyone else dealt with that. Like, that's why I do this. Like yeah, I don't here. do it because I'm, I'm tracking number counts or listens or anything on those lines. It's, it's the people that listen and say, I finally feel like I'm hearing people that have been through what I've been through talking. And that's really great. Thank you. And like, so I, I've really, really enjoyed um, getting it going. And I, I, I'm sure this is, some, I don't know if this is something you dealt with yourself or not, but like I had the idea for the podcast and it took me a year to get it launched because <laughs> I'm a baby and I would record and delete and record and delete and say, Oh, this sucks. And this isn't great. And my voice sounds awful. <laughs> and this is awful. And I was so self-conscious and I, I finally was listening to a, a guy I follow who on his podcast, he's like, you don't get to episode a hundred, you don't get good till you get to episode a hundred and you yeah. don't get to episode a hundred without doing 99 first. And I was True. like, I just gotta do, I just gotta do this. I gotta get started. So I, I sat down in one weekend, I recorded three episodes and I was like, I got, cause I, everyone has told me like to get on iTunes, you gotta have a couple episodes up. You gotta have a couple episodes up. So I'm like, okay, I'll drop three the first week. So for the first three weeks, I dropped like three a week. Um, okay. Yeah, it was it was hammering. To, it was hammering out. I was hammering out content for a while there, but it's it's now grown into something that I'm like used to, and I look forward to. Like you know, I'm sure. Like I don't know. I don't know if you do your own editing or you handle that. But I, I like, really don't do too much editing. I because I, mm-hmm. I do a live. I, I come from radio. I, I started right, originally right. in radio, and so I don't. Like the whole thing about podcasting, it's kind of even maybe even maybe it's more laziness than anything else. I like the whole feel of a live show. I still like, you know, I guess because I did live radio. I like that, oh, yeah. you know, that's so why I put it on Facebook Live, the recording, because I get that thing where it's live. I get that little bit of rush that it's live. And I really just put the live show up. I, I, I just I, I put I put that up. I don't I don't edit it. I, I like, you know, because I, I want that realness also to come through because that's what this podcast was for me when I started. It was always 100% honest and real. And like you said, admitting things that you wouldn't really admit to anybody. Mm. And then I come on here and I say it. And, you know, I didn't really know I wanted to do this podcast. I was honestly more set on doing a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. And I put a, a thing on Instagram, my Instagram story, one of those polls. I'm like, should I think about starting another podcast? Should it be a, a weight loss podcast or a wrestling podcast? And it was like 99 to 1% weight loss podcast. Oh, wow. Because people have been following me already because I had started about a year before on the weight loss journey. They wanted to hear more. Mm. They wanted more about it. And, mm. you know, the messages I get from people all over the country and even the 
overseas even like you know people really mm-hmm. they appreciate the honesty they appreciate the openness about it and, and i i get that you know you're doing the same thing with yours too which is which is awesome and i think we need more of these out here especially oh yeah like you said guys who have to lose uh 200 300 pounds because i know when i first you know for years i was like it's hopeless it's it's mm-hmm. i'm too far gone it's it's not gonna work oh yeah and you know when i hit 200 i'm gonna reveal my starting weight which is a very uncomfortable thing for me to do about like i would say maybe five people know it and three of them weigh me in at ww so it's like not too many people really know exactly where i was coming from at that point but again that's why i started this podcast so when i do say that i know there's going to be at least two or three people out there that are at that point and look mm-hmm. there's hope you oh know, yeah you're not stuck in this and i and i see your pictures and it's it's night and day it's really mm-hmm. night and day um if you want to throw your instagram handle out there so people can follow you you can go ahead oh sure yeah if anyone is just interested in checking me out on instagram it's gourmet underscore gourmet g-o-r-m-y uh, my last name's gorman so gourmet <laughs> is just a, an easy nickname um gourmet underscore goes underscore keto so it's gourmet goes keto but there's some underscores in there but you can yeah just and don't type that in it'll find it'll come up yeah oh yeah and if you just type gourmet i start it starts to pop up anyway for people and and don't think that you don't have us pe- out there watching for you to hit that 200 like i yeah. i i've listened i listened to you say you were gonna do a reveal and i'm like oh like you know hadn't even thought yeah. about it until you you, you mentioned it and i was like <laughs> oh that's and then i was like i start going back and i'm like you know, you're right. I'm like, he has never, he's never, oh, I've, I've never ooh, said, I like, I, I've never I, said I where like, I started. Ooh, I like it. One, because I like it. I, I, not even, I was going to do the reveal. You know, when I came back to WW May 1st of 17, I, I looked at that book and I was, I was in horror. I was in shock that, you mm. know, I, I knew where I was before. And just to where I was at that point, I was like, I can't, I can't do, I, I can't mm. believe this is happening. I can't believe this is where it is. Mm. So it's more of, oh, yeah. more of um, self-consciousness, embarrassment, even that I haven't did. I have it. It's just, you know, and the, the longer I go in this, it's mm-hmm. just a number. I mean, it really, because oh, yeah. like, weight is, is, is weight, but it's, you think about it though, you can get somebody that weighs 200 pounds and they look totally different, mm-hmm. you know? people just built different ways so it's really it's just a number but it is a number that can that can mess with us and then like as i started doing this i'm like you know what as i started to get more comfortable myself because you know you probably know this the more you lose the more the confidence gets up there Mm -hmm. um i was like you know what when i hit 200 i'll do the reveal I'll, i'll say what it was and it'll be out there then and then i'll feel even that much better about it but Hitting 200 has been tough. I, I had a knee injury um, a mm. couple of weeks ago where I actually gained 11 pounds over three weeks. And this week I actually took the rest of that off plus a little more. So I'm, I'm lower than I was when I first hurt my knee and then found nice. that I, I have arthritis in my knee as well. So I'm dealing with that. Mm. Do you have any of those no, issues or anything? Um, I have bad knees. I don't know if I have arthritis. And that's like one of the things that's there in my journey is like, I like a lot of big people developed a, a fear of doctors. Yep. So I have I avoided doctors for uh, at least twenty five years, uh, if not here. a little more. Same here. Yeah. Like like I, um, and and that's you know some of the similarities. You know, like I also 
I went through like having lost, I lost all the weight and regained it all very quickly in the, in my past. And like, one of the things that happened to me was, uh, six months into my current journey, um, I got pneumonia really badly and I was hospitalized and I, I literally, um, it was one of those things where I had a cold that kept going away and coming back and going away and coming back and getting worse and worse and worse. And then I was starting to have trouble, like actually getting enough oxygen to walk. And so I knew, but I just thought I had a really bad cold. Like I didn't know. I was like, maybe it's pneumonia. I don't know. You know, and then I started to have those thoughts where I'm like, I'm going to need to see a doctor because if I don't see a doctor, I'm going to die. Like I'm starting to feel that fear, like really feel that fear. And so I called my dad and I'm like, I I have never seen a doctor as an adult. I don't know what to do. I need you to help me see a doctor. And he has a good friend that's a general practitioner, took me to him, walked into the guy's office, sat down. We had to stop four times walking into the office for me to be able to breathe going in. He put the little pulse ox thing on my finger. And he said, you need to go to a hospital right now. He's like, don't go anywhere else. Go right to the hospital. He's like, I should call an ambulance, but I'll let you drive. Yeah. But you need to go to like your dad's going to drive. You know, you need to go right now. I went to the hospital and the doctor basically said that if I had waited four or five hours, I'd be dead. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen an x-ray of your lungs, how they're supposed to look black. Yeah. Like your I, lungs I, should I, just be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Like my lungs were completely white except for two thin black lines at the top. Like they were completely filled with pneumonia bacteria. Oh my so God. They immediately had me on like, I think it was level 12 or 13 oxygen. Bla- like I felt like I had a jet engine in my nose <laughs> blasting air. Like it was like, and, and at that point, like I had to, I had to hit a point where I was like, just let them do what they need to do to keep you alive. Yeah. So they're like r- ripping my shirt off and doing an EKG and all of these things. And one of the things that was discovered, I was in the hospital for 19 days. Um, and then I was bedridden for a month and a half after pretty much on oxygen still. Wow. Yeah, it was it was devastating. Um, all the strength I had built up in the gym was gone. Um, I stayed to my diet. You know, I actually did pretty I did great um, as, as hard as I could be in the hospital, because when they bring you the diabetic meal in the hospital, and it's got a blueberry muffin, oatmeal and orange juice with it. You're like, <laughs> OK, this is this is not what I thought you meant when you said it was a lower carbohydrate meal. I, I would I don't want to see what you're bringing other people. This is what you're bringing me. <laughs> but during all of that, they did some extent because they needed to make sure my heart wasn't involved yeah, with what was going on. Absolutely. So they were doing a lot of testing. And, and one day the, the doctor came in. He's like, OK, so we have um we, we have the, some of the test results on your heart. He goes, and everything seems okay right now, but uh, when did you have the heart attack? And I'm like, what? What, are you, what are you talking about? And the doctor's like, you had a heart attack. Did you not know? And I'm like, oh my I God. didn't know. Um, there was no physical damage to my heart, luckily, yeah. but there was ele- electrochemical signal damage that told them that at some point I had a heart attack. Like you, so could, you had they a could heart tell. attack and you didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. Um, so then we started digging into like when it could have been. And he's yeah. like, did you, did you ever have a night where you didn't feel comfortable going to bed? And I'm like, dude, that was every night of my life. Seriously. He's like, right? did your heart, did your, did your heart ever race? I'm like every day. Um, yeah. like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, he thinks it probably was when I, when I, the summer, like this, as I was alluding to, like I, I went from 540 pounds down to 210 pounds in 2013. Okay. Uh, May of 20, May of 2013, I was 210 oh, wow, pounds. Man. That was my goal for my 40th birthday. I was 210 pounds. And I screwed up and went completely off the rails. I fell right back into my food addiction, my yep. bad eating, all mm. of it. 
And in six, less than six months, it was five and a half months, I was 480 pounds. So it was May to October of that year. Um, and he thinks that most likely during that time, I developed some kind of like heart issue uh, with that rapid, rapid waking water influx, all yeah. of the stuff that would be happening to my body at that point. Um, which it's funny because I talk to people about that and they're always like, they don't believe that it's possible to gain that much weight that fast. And I'm oh, like, I can show you pictures. Is. Yeah. I, I'm no. like it completely, especially if you were that big to begin with, I'm like, that can happen. Trust me. And especially you if know, you go like, back to your me. old ways of eating. I mean, I know, oh, yeah. I, I know the damage I used to do in just a sitting. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I put weight on, especially this, like, probably the year before I joined WW, I did a lot of damage going up to, I was almost, mm. you know, before, walking was was almost impossible up to that point mm -hmm. and it's crazy what you said about the heart attack because that was my my biggest fear you know another mm -hmm. reason why i didn't see doctors either um i thought i had something i thought i had diabetes i thought i had high blood pressure oh, yeah. and it took a, a panic attack that i thought was a heart attack mm -hmm. to get me into the hospital um wild. my dad last year had went for a physical and they found that he needed um his valve re re repaired Mm -hmm. And it's hereditary, you know, it runs in the family. My grandmother had it, his mother had it. So I started Googling the symptoms of what like it might be because he didn't have any symptoms. Mm. My dad was like, he went and he was like, are you kidding me? He goes, I, I walk four miles every Saturday. I'm not short mm. of breath. My legs aren't swollen. So I started Googling the symptoms and, you know, you Google something, you have it, you have it all. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going down a rabbit hole at that point. Yeah, I went yeah. down a big rabbit hole because then one Saturday I'm sitting on my couch and all of a sudden, I can't catch my breath. I'm just like thinking mm. about things. And I look at my Fitbit, and my heart rate shot up to 168. Mm. And I called my dad. I said, I, I don't know, something's going on. My heart rate's 168. He was at my brother's house. My sister-in-law's a nurse. So I went over there. She checked my vitals. It was My vitals were okay. But I just mm -hmm. couldn't, I couldn't calm down. I was just, I was very panicked. I was having a panic attack. So mm. he's like, do you want me to call you an ambulance? I'm like, I don't need that scene. Um, mm. I say, what? You know, them trying to get me on the stretcher. Getting it. Like, oh, yeah. So I calmed down a little bit. and I, I went home. And the next morning, it happened again when my heart raced up. Because I started, like, thinking about it again. I still was, you know, very sketchy and on edge. And I said to my dad, I said, I, I think I got to go to the hospital. And he took me to the hospital, the emergency room. And... I was 39 at the time, and you, you, a big guy walks in, and they're like, how old are you? Oh, I said, I'm yeah. 39, and they're like, uh, what's the problem? Like, I have chest pains. They go, can you walk? I go, yeah. They go, follow me. They didn't even bother mm. checking me in. They just brought me to the back, threw me on the bed, so hook it. They were checking me in on oh, the bed yeah. while the doctor was hooking me up with the EKG up and everything. Mm. Turns out um, it was just a panic attack. My everything came. My levels came back good. I don't have high blood pressure. Uh, I don't have diabetes. I don't have That's heart awesome. disease. My my friend my friend John calls me a freak of nature because mm. he says you know you were you overweight most of your life. You ate like garbage most of your life, and you don't have that the medical history to go with it. And that's when I when I got arthritis, when I found that I had arthritis and he goes, you're escaping with arthritis. You're OK. Like, you know, it's it's and it's true, though. I mean, it could be worse. It could it could be a lot. Worse. Right. Right. But mm. yeah, the heart attack thing, um, it's very scary. And what's scary, I mean, how, how many people that probably happens to where they don't know it, it mm. happened? Because like you said, did you ever have trouble sleeping? And I would feel uncomfortable, uh, shortness of breath. I mean, I can remember after meals. 
just not oh, being yeah. able to breathe. Oh, completely. And having like and the agita. A... Oh, yeah. and like that was like the thing that was like wild to me. Like I literally was like, Doc, like, yeah, <laughs> like this was I mean, that was also the wild thing to me being in the hospital. Like I was still I was probably still in like the three hundred and fifty pound or so range at that point. Mm-hmm. And so they saw, you know, uh, they saw me as this, you know, I'm I'm this bedridden 350 pound pale guy in the hospital. Yeah. The first question on oxygen. And the first question, every new doctor that came in was, so what, how much oxygen do you use at home? And I'm like, I, I don't use oxygen at home. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You don't use oxygen? At I home? can and breathe. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like I, I'm, I said, literally, I'm like, doctor, I'm at the gym six days a week. So I actually had started carrying, like I put, made my phone wallpaper, one of my before pictures. So I could just pick my phone up and be like, this was me six months ago. I'm like, this was me six months ago. Like, so then I became the keto phenom in the hospital where like every nurse wanted to come and ask me about keto and talk to me about what I was eating. And like, you know, I I got to know the dietary people at the hospital really well as well. But the thing that was really great in the end for me was like that experience, you know, forced me to face that fear of seeing a doctor. And I had to then once I was out of the hospital, see more doctors and see a cardiologist for a while and see a pulmonologist and. I had to go through the stress test where they make you run on the treadmill like you're a freaking animal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's no, insane. I haven't. I and they're the, always I don't like, have the knees for it. <laughs> they're like, and they like, they're putting the thing up because they don't want to do the chemical one anymore because like that one can be dangerous. So they're like, you know, you just got to, you got to push harder. You got to push harder. And I'm like running on this treadmill and I'm like, I, I'm going to fall. And they're like, you're almost there. Now get on the table and we have to do the EKG right now. Like it oh, was that's just hilarious. This, this very frenetic experience. But I, I learned like, and the funny thing is, so now I have a regular doctor who I see, you know, when you're supposed to see your doctor yeah. and like, uh, you know, I've got a good relationship with him. He actually ended up going keto after we were working together for a year. Oh, so that's awesome. That's, that's fun. That's fun. Um, but it's, I, I just, if there's anyone out there listening who like is like me, terrified of doctors, it's not as bad as you think it's the, the unknowing is worse. Like what we build up in our heads about exactly. not knowing is so much worse. Like, you know, there is a good chance, like from what everything they've been tested, they've tested me for, like, I'm currently not diabetic. I currently don't have any blood pressure problems, but they can tell that I was most likely diabetic. Like I have neuropathy in my feet, like residual nerve issues. Like a lot of like, I have a lot of the leftovers yeah. from those problems. So the doctor's like, well, you know, right now your A1C and everything and your blood is your blood is great. But with the issues you have with your feet, like that's most likely a residual of, of untreated diabetes. Like I knew I was I knew I, you know, I used to get the cold sweats after eating, you know, I all of that. Like I used to I used let's not talk about how much I used to pee. Right? Like it's it's silly. Like but that's really like what my life was like. I avoided my my problems like that, like because and I, I mean, I'm sure this is something you can relate to as a big guy like as long as I had food to numb me, it didn't matter what was going on. Like it Same. didn't matter the problems that it was causing. Like, because then I could just turn to another meal. Like I could get another, I could order another pizza. I could pick up another box of donuts. Like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't one of the, like you talk to sometimes there's people who are like, you know, I was 400 pounds, but you know, I was mostly eating like salads and then I'd go to McDonald's on the weekends. I'm no. like, no, I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Like one, I don't believe there's a lot of times that, 
like especially like you watch like my 600 pound life and they're like i don't eat that much and i'm like okay you don't eat that much yeah mm-hmm. i want to believe you i, I want to believe yeah. humanity but i'm like yeah you're a dirty liar i told um, people that too i didn't eat that much i don't know i eat this i eat just that but you know that the doctor thing scares me a lot it did i i now i go because mm-hmm. something's where i go um but I still, like you said, like you had to show the doctor your picture and, you know, and everything. Mm. I had an, in, I went Tuesday from, I went to get the shot in my knee mm. and I didn't see the doctor last time I saw the, the PA. The PA was a sweetheart. Uh, the doctor left a bad taste in my mouth because I was oh. trying to explain to him what happened. Like how I, why my knee, and he goes, he goes, listen, it's arthritis. He goes, it doesn't get better. I go, no, no, I, I know it doesn't get better. Trying to explain to you what happened. Like I was walking four miles every Saturday and right. then, you know, I, I was training for a 5k and I was walking more on pavement and I was trying to ask him maybe could that bring it on? And he was just like dismissing it, like looking at like, you know, and picking apart every little like thing that's wrong with my body because I'm overweight. And I was like, and I, then I told him, I said how much I lost and everything. And he, he kind of changed a little mm-hmm. bit. And I was trying to explain to him like what happened. I said, I know diet. I know arthritis doesn't go away. I know eventually I'm going to need a knee replacement. I said, but mm. I'm trying to tell you what kind of brought this on and what happened. And at first he was just very dismissive about it and because of, mm. you know, like the same thing. I have, you know, th- there's, there's remnants of, of being overweight all these years on, on my body. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I got the same thing with the, the, I don't have like the pains in my feet, but I have some discoloration on my legs from, you know, mm-hmm. being overweight all these years. And oh, yeah. maybe I had diabetes at one point. I don't have it, but again, everything came back fine now, but like, you know, you look right. at, and you know, and that's kind of part of the reason I don't wear shorts in, in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very self-conscious about that. And eventually there'll be my battle scars and, you know, I'm happy that my legs never gave out and I'm happy that, you know, oh, I was yeah. able to, you know, get to this point and that they, my legs carried me through all that. But I'm very, yeah, as I lose weight, I'm very misshapen. <laughs> like I'm just mm-hmm. not... Oh, I, I, I don't. <laughs> so like, like you're saying, like there's one, I get the leg thing so much. Like yeah. I honestly, like that was something I went through probably like six, six or seven months ago. Like, as we were heading into warmer weather and I was like very self-conscious cause I used to always wear, like those big and tall store baggy shorts that went down to my ankles. Yeah. So I could get, I could get a little bit of a breeze on my legs, but <laughs> nothing could be seen because of all the discoloration because of the Venus stasis and things that happen yeah. with your legs when you're that big. And like, I finally was at a point where like, I was like, this is just ridiculous that I'm still, you know, at feeling this way about these, I need to conquer this. So I made it a goal to kind of conquer like my fear of showing people my legs. You made a post that actually really yeah. inspired me a lot. Like, you know, and it's, it's pushing me towards, you know, getting to that point. Um, but it's, it's true. It's, it's, you know, and, and I, when I saw uh, that, I was like, wow. Like, so you actually, how, how long did you wrestle with that? Oh, uh, I mean, I probably, I mean, it was, a good year and a half, yeah. man. Like it was like, I even bought shorts. I was like, someday I'll wear these shorts like mm-hmm. someday. And then the funny thing is I I'm the shorts didn't fit because I lost more weight than, you know, like <laughs> I bought them when they would fit. Like, but the funny thing is I'll be honest with you. Like I'm going to, I'll be a hundred percent straight with you. Like there are people that will stare at my legs when, the, when I wear shorts sometimes because of the discoloration, like we'll, we'll kind of be like, I don't, what's that about? Yeah. Um, but what I've had to learn is like, like you said, like my legs 
my legs carried me when I was 540 pounds. Like my legs like carried me through so many things. Like I have to be proud of, of my legs. I'm like, and now I'm proud of my, of how strong my legs are and like what I can do with them. Like, I, I feel like I focus more on that, but it still doesn't mean that those remnants from those problems can get you. Like I have, and I've talked about this recently on my account, like right here, my sternum bone is bent outward. Um, just from years of having a, a giant stomach, like I had an 84 inch waist at one point, like, the bone grew differently. Oh, wow. So now I have the, I, I basically have like a unicorn horn on my chest. The only way to get rid of it is to have it basically sawed off. I am not doing that. <laughs> I, I am literally, and I actually talked to a doctor about it once and I was like, so how do they do that? And he goes, Oh, it's, it is painful. He's like, even sedated, like it is not comfortable. Like what's What would happen? I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to not worry about this. But I traveled recently. I flew to California and when I was flying home, they, because of the extra skin in my body, I always set off the detector at the airport. Always. I know when I go through TSA, I'm getting a full, I'm getting a full visit from the TSA agent. Like I know I'm going to get a little, a little extra. Why for does my that set off the detector? My, my because the, the, the scanners can't penetrate all the loose skin and it uh, reads it as there being some, it reads it as being something extra in your pants and in okay. your, your shirt area and everything. So I know, so I always expect it. I'm like, yeah, just give me the rub down. I know it's coming, whatever. <laughs> so the guy's doing the rub down and he's like, okay. So he's like rubbing his arms and he hits here and he stops and gets this look on his face. Like he caught Al Qaeda. Like he literally was like, <laughs> he gets a look on his face and he, he literally backed away from me with his hands up and he picked up a phone <laughs> and he called in a code and a, and a guy came over with a gun in his hand. And I'm like, what is going on? And the guy's like, sir, there's something under your shirt you're not disclosing to us. And I'm like, oh, and I literally like, do you mean this? And he's like, what? And so I lift my shirt up and I'm like, it's bone. I'm like, dude, you can touch this. Like, if you want to freaking feel it, it's bone. And so he like, with his gloves on, he like comes over with my shirt back down. He's yeah. like, sir, you can put your shirt back down. Like, I think, I think also I'm a little free with just like lifting my shirt up and everything for people. So he's like, sir, keep your clothes on. It's okay. He comes over to you feel and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he turns the other guy. He's like, yeah, we're good here. We're good. <laughs> um, but they literally thought I had a gun or something under my shirt because oh, wow. I was like refusing to tell them what was going on. And I'm like, no, it's just literally. And then he's like kind of curious about like why the bones there. So I had to be like, well, you know, I'm down over 300 pounds and like this is just a remnant of it and he's like wow that's amazing and i'm like yeah can we not talk about that and just get me i just <laughs> want to go get it i just <laughs> yeah I, I really would like to i need to get myself on the plane like can we just go can i get through this line but it is just it's wild like the things that happen like also you know that same trip um i don't have a new license yet because my license hasn't expired so my license is when i was 450 pounds so my face is very different so I've had TSA twice now call people over to just verify that it's actually me. And I'm like, yes, I've lost a lot of weight. I can show you pictures on my phone if you want. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, can we just get this going? <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not here to be your TLC special, can, like fat people at TSA. Like, yeah. can we just move, can we just move on? Like, but it's funny, like, but those, those, those are little things we don't think about, like how our skin, like I've talked to a lot of guys that have lost like two, 300 pounds and they're all like, oh yeah, the TSA scanners, I totally set those off, totally set those off. See, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't flown in years, mm. so uh, I'm, I'm going to fly probably in, in, in February. So I have that to look forward to. Oh um, yeah. But like you said, the loose skin, like I, I'm, 
I, from the mid mid chest up, if I look in the mirror, it's like, you know, I have definition and everything else is like a melted candle. It's, it's getting to oh, that yeah. point. Now, you're a lot further along than I am with that. Do you have any mm-hmm. plans to, to, to have the skin removal surgery? Uh, that's a good question. No, I'm a big baby. Okay. And I'm terrified. I'm terrified of that kind of surgery. Like I, I, I've heard from people that have had it that it's incredibly painful. Yeah. And I feel like I've just recently gotten back to talking to doctors. Like I'm not ready to be like slap me on a table and cut me open and do <laughs> and do that yet. Like I'm just not ready to cross that yeah. line. Flame like a chicken um, cutlet. Just... Yeah. I, and I honestly like I think that this goes back to the mentality of like being someone that has lost and gained and lost and gained and lost and gained his whole life. Like. I feel like I don't even think I can entertain those thoughts until I've kept the weight off for two or three years. Okay. Like I, I feel like I want to know that I'm doing the right thing for myself and I'm able to sustain this because I have friends that have lost a ton of weight, had the surgery and then regained the weight. And I know that that's an incredibly challenging thing to go through. Like what happens to your body? Because that a lot of times the fat is completely removed from some areas. So like the weight gain can be awkward and, challenging and um i i just don't for me like one of the things that's like i've done some things like i I do some fasting and some things along those lines that help with skin like i honestly like if you look on my account i've got pictures of me with my shirt off like no it's not it's not that bad no it's i don't think my i don't think my skin is bad as some people i've seen who have lost 300 pounds so no i see people lose a lot less and it's it looks like you know it's it's dramatic so yeah you whatever you're doing man just keep doing it and I think like something you said was like, you'll see it, you'll see your legs as your battle scars. Like yeah. for me right now, that's what the skin is. Okay. Like the skin is a battle. The skin is a battle scar. It's a side effect. I mean, also like, let's be, you know, I'm even a little bit older than you, you know, probably five or six years older than you. Like I'm not young by the time I'm, I've gotten all the weight. Like I, I'm, I mean, like we're, I, I'm actually just this week moved into maintenance. So I guess okay. the weight is off, but, um, you know, by the time I maintain, I'm going to be pushing 50. Like, do I want to be 50 years old and worrying about getting up on a table and, you know, and having all that done? Or do I think that I would rather focus my energy on, um, you know, loving myself and and dealing with what I'm dealing with? If I ever developed a medical problem because of it and insurance would cover it, you know, I I would entertain that if there was an actual medical problem. Like right now, my insurance probably would not cover it because it doesn't cause problems. So I don't I don't have ten, twenty thousand dollars to throw around, sadly, Uh, which I did. Not a lot of people. Yeah, do. my pod. Yeah, my podcast is not making money. <laughs> you know, so maybe if I maybe if the podcast starts to roll in some dough, you know, if I can start making that Joe Rogan money, you know, get me a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars an episode, I'll consider that. Um, but until that happens, I'm just like, yeah. And uh, in the meantime, I've got things that I can freak people out with on Instagram, and that's <laughs> that's always more fun. You know, I I was. I was on someone's, oh, I, I was doing a live on my own channel the other night and someone asked a question about skin. So I like just lifted my shirt right up and started showing <laughs> things. And the, my coach I was doing the live with, he's like, you always just will just, you'll go right to showing off like that. I'm like, I don't care. Like it no, is what it is. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's skin. I, mean, it's... I mean, I went to, I was in California. I went to the beach. Like, you know, if you can't handle me with my skin and the, my, my red spots on my legs, like, then I don't need you in my life. Well, that's you what know, I, like, I said. I'm not, people worry I'm not about concerned. that. If they're worried about you, you wearing at the beach or anything like on your body, I mean, they got bigger problems, you know. Oh, yeah. 
but like I, I know I do want it. That's like a thing I, mm. I, I know already. Um, maybe oh, well. it's me being, you know, vain. Um, I know. But you know, it is for me. It's, it's the op. Like you said, like you know, for me, it'd be like if I got it. It's another thing mm. for me to keep me on my on track. Like you mm. know that okay, you just did this. You went through all the surgery and you just cut your body oh, yeah. apart. You can't go off the deep end. Mm. Um, and a part of me just wants to see what what I look like. You know, mm. without all the skin on me, like is which oh, once. Yeah. Um, so it's not it's not for anybody but me. So mm-hmm. you, you know, and I think that, and I definitely think with anything you do, it should always just be about what's best for you. Because again, I, I, I you were talking before about you've had guys on, you want to have their wives and, and or girlfriends or significant others. You know, when I was not my heaviest, but around my heaviest, anytime I got into a relationship, you know, the person always wanted me to lose weight, and. Mm-hmm. My first defensive response was, well, you, you saw me when we met, right? This is who I am, you know, and mm. and it never was for the physical aspect of it. It was for, well, no, if I want to build a life with somebody, what's that life that five years down the road if you're not taking care of yourself? Right. So, I mean, I did it so many times because for somebody else that this now mm. is the first time I'm doing it for me. And I think that's why it's sticking. So every oh, decision yeah. I make now is for me. That's how I look at mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. And that's what you're going to do. Like, And there are some people that have the surgery and thrive with it. Like, yeah. I mean, I've got a friend that just had it done, and he's doing awesome. Like, I And I know, I know several men and women that have done it, and, like, their lives are incredible with it. Like, I, I think it really – but I think you hit on, like, the big thing. Like, no matter what, it's got to be for you. Yeah. And like, it's, like you're saying, like, you're not doing it – you're not doing it so you're going to be stage ready for a bodybuilding competition nope. or, you know, you're trying you're trying to be a model or anything along those lines. Like, you know, you want to see you've never known your body that way. And like, I, I think there's something powerful to having, you know, something like that as a goal. Like, I think for me. I was dying like I was killing my weight and my my food, my eating was killing me yeah. like I and and now I'm not. And like, to me, that's, that's what I needed to do for me. Like that, that was the biggest thing for me. Like, I I think we all individually find, like it's cheesy and it's corny, you know, it's, it's motivational speakerish to be like, find your why. Like that's the big, you know, the big book and everything like find your why. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Find your why. Like, but I, I think it really is important that we all have, you know, we realize that we all have different whys, you know? And so sometimes we enter different pieces of, of these journeys. Like I got so many people like go back to the leg thing. Like when I was talking about my self-consciousness about my legs openly on my account, cause I talk about everything openly on my account. I got a lot of messages from people that would just like suck it up and deal with it. Like very much because they don't have that, that issue to think about. They don't think it's a big deal. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like you don't understand what it's like when small children point at you and, mm-hmm. and talk about you. And like, you know, you know, you know what that's like, you know, when you're bigger and like you people will, you Absolutely. know, randomly say say crap. And like, it's not just behind the anonymity of the Internet, like the sheer number of people that used to approach me in stores and like in public and say things to me about my size. Like as much as you you learn to kind of let go of what other people do, like you, you internalize a lot of it. And like so how you work through that for yourself, I think, is really important. And like having those great goals, you know, having goals and having things that you want to do for yourself along the way, I think becomes even more important then because 
you're not doing it for someone else. You no. know, you're, you're getting, you're making yourself healthier for yourself. And realistically, like you, you and I both know, like by making ourselves healthier, we make ourselves better in Absolutely. terms of, you know, being able to be in relationships and, you know, being able to be there for someone like that. That's a valid, I think it's a really valid concern. And like, there's, I've seen some people recently like talking about saying like, you know, it's, it's not fair of a partner to say to someone, you know, you should lose weight. And it's like, I think you nailed it. Like if it's from a place of, you know, we're raising children together or we're doing, you know, we're doing X, Y, and Z together. And I'm worried you're not going to be there. Like that's a valid concern. Like, I, I think those are, those are valid feelings. And, but sadly, I don't think we always know how to communicate that. And no. that's when I think, you know, it causes problems for people. It does. I mean, and I, well, and also I didn't take it the best way from a lot right, of them. Right. And, I took it as an attack and, mm -hmm. you know, and really the, one of the reasons that got me going this time, you know, it wasn't a, a significant other it was my sister-in-law. She's a registered nurse. She mm -hmm. had a very real and open talk with me regarding my situation and where I was and told me that my saving grace was that I didn't smoke. She goes, if you smoke, mm -hmm. you'd be dead. Mm. And to be under 40 and hearing that, it really struck a chord with me. Like, you know, okay, so you don't, so you don't really drink and you don't smoke. If you did any of those things, you'd be dead by now. And that, mm. that was a big, uh, that was a big scare, scary moment for me. And, you know, she, she, you know, she gets in my brother's case to lose weight. He's got to lose weight. Um, he's a big guy. And the only reason is that they have three kids and mm. like, you know, and, you know, her father died early and her thing is that, you know, the three kids, that's really the, the main mm -hmm. thing. And my brother, though, carries his weight much differently than I do. He's an ex-athlete and he's got that ex-athlete build. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like he carries he carries weight like the, I'm like, oh, I wish I could have been that fat like that. that like, that's, oh, how yeah. I want, that's how I wanted to be fat. I don't want to be old lady fat. I want to be athlete, right. fat, you know. <laughs> So it, everybody's Understood. different. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. got their own, oh, yeah. own way about it. Mm. And, you know, you got to do it. You got to find like, you know, the reason for it. And you, you got to, I mean, really, again, do it for yourself. And I see that a lot mm -hmm. in your posts. I see that, you know, you're really, you're, it seems like you're enjoying the process too. Am I right? Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, if I didn't, like, I, I don't, like for me, especially like Instagram specifically, like social media, like the first time I lost my map, my first kind of massive, like I lost a ton of weight at different times in my life. But that first real massive journey, I used Facebook. I had a Facebook group. It was called Shake and Bacon. <laughs> I had a blog, a, a Tumblr. Um, and I used to post everything there. And that was before Instagram existed. You know, I'm not, you know, we're that old. Um, so I came back to Instagram and my Instagram account used to be very different. Like if you go to my Instagram and scroll back two yeah. and a half, three years, it's a different thing. It's more of like a circus sideshow of I'm a fat guy and I'm going to show you what, how I live my life as a fat guy. Like okay. I used, I used to post everything I was eating and like talk about being, you know, I'm happy being a big guy, like all that kind of BS that I used to spew. Um, and then I changed what I was doing. And that, when I first started, it was just like, I'm just doing this, you know, for myself and, I, my, that's always been my thing with my account is like, I'm never going to make it be something it's not like, I'm never going to turn it into my account's a diet program or anything along those lines. I added key to my, to my name because I wanted people to be able to find me easier that are in that community. And, but I still post about things like you, you know, you and I share a love of, of a good cigar. Yep. I post about that and I get messages like, Oh, you're saving your life, losing weight. And now you're killing yourself I that get way that too. And I'm like, Oh, take <laughs> 
I'm like, take a deep breath. You know, we're all going to die. Like, I'm just going to die differently now. Like, whatever. But <laughs> I, that's my journey. And so, like, I decided if because I used to be so open about what my life was like as a big guy. Yeah. Let's be open about what this journey is like. You know, let's see what happens when I'm really open and honest about losing weight. So if I have a bad day, I post about it. Like if I like there was a ton of times that I was like crying myself to sleep over food, like crying myself to sleep because Amen. I was hungry or dealing with those things. And I started posting about it. And the sheer number of people that were like DMing me and saying they deal with the same thing. And like you start to get this positive reinforcement and you start to realize that you're building connections with people that you don't know. And you're offering them hope that they don't they haven't seen for themselves yet. Like there are so many dudes out there who are me at 540 pounds and you at your starting weight, yeah. like and don't know what to do and don't even know who to turn to and just need someone to listen. And I really enjoy being that person for, for people and, and knowing that I became that person just by sharing what I went through. Like, I don't think there's anything phenomenal, phenomenal about what I'm doing. And I also can't pronounce the word phenomenal, apparently. <laughs> um, like well, I, I have people all the time. They're like, Oh, you're so special. This is, and I'm like, no, I'm just a dude that finally started doing what he should have been doing his whole life. So learn something from me, yeah. but don't like, I want to be more of a, a warning sign than, uh, someone that people have to, to clap for. And like, I had some different experiences this year that just really kind of solidified for me what I'm doing. Like I went to a convention called KetoCon, which is like a, a group of people in the keto life come together in Austin, Texas. It's fantastic. And I went cause I wanted to meet all my heroes. Like that was really my reason for going and connecting with friends and everything along those mm -hmm. lines. And that first morning of the convention, I had a woman grab my arm and say, you have to meet my husband right now. And I'm like, Okay. She's like, you're gourmet, right? And I'm like, yeah. So she pulls me down this aisle and I, there's this man and he's like got his head down and he's kind of rocking a little bit. And he says, gourmet, I, I want, I came because I wanted to meet you because you're my hero. I found your account six months ago and I've lost a hundred pounds since I started following you. That's amazing. And that was like, I was punched in the gut by that experience. And we took pictures together and had this great moment. And I walked away and my friend pulled me this, my friend Aaron pulled me to the side and he said, you're not okay right now, are you? He's like, you don't look okay. And I'm like, dude, that just really happened. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's the effect you have on people when you share your journey, the way you share your journey. Like, I think that's, you know, one of the great things, like I, I see you, you know, through the podcast and through what you're doing, like sharing the ups and the downs and, you don't hide your weigh-ins no. when you have a bad week and you talk about how you feel about them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fantastic. Like, I think people need to know that the scale doesn't like, that's the other thing is like when people just skim your journey, skim through your journey or skim my account, I get messages like you make it look so easy. What do you ever have a bad day? <laughs> and I'm like, look at what I'm posting. Yeah, like, like, really go look. into what I'm <laughs> get into really it. look, look at what I'm writing. Like I have bad days all the freaking time. Like I have bad weigh-ins. I have days yeah. where I'm like, like I, and it's funny, I have a friend who's like, if you have a good way in, you're like a, a font of positivity. And if you have a bad way in, you're like, <laughs> screw the scale. The scale is not our friend. Like I'm, I'm transparent. Like I'm a transparent person. Me too, like man. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know how I feel about things. And I think it's, it's incredible the connections we can build with people by doing that and by being open and sharing. And it's not necessarily about having an Oprah sized platform or anything mm -hmm. on those lines. It's about making those human connections. And I feel like if I end up having a couple dozen people learn from what I went through 
and not go through it because they, they learn from what I went through, then, then I've, I found a greater purpose in this life. Like, you know, it's not to get all sappy and crap, but like, <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, as fulfilling as other work we do can be like, sometimes I feel like, you know, being able to, you know, help someone feel like they're not alone anymore, especially when there's someone who's afraid to go to the gym because of their size yes. and they're, they're afraid to walk outside and they, they don't like, I, I mean, the, the sheer number of, of people, like the sheer number of, of guys specifically that are 500, 600 pounds that DM me and say, I've never gone on a diet before in my life. And I don't know what to do. Like that just blows me away. Like, I mean, I, I live, I started my first diet at 10 years old. Like, well, we, I've been, a, it came from a whole different generation. Um, it's, oh, yeah. it's so much like we was talking about this the other day uh, with a friend of mine is that like when we were kids, there was maybe one or two like big kids. I was one of. Two. Yes. Yes. It was me you and this that... other kid. It was Big Lou. Oh, yeah. and, and, you know, but now it's so, you know, mm. the obesity in this country is so out of control mm-hmm. that, yeah, no one's ever put them on it. Like I like I, said, I did WW, I think the first time I was 10 mm-hmm. and. My mom had to write a note, and I had to get a note from the doctor. And it was just, you know, because mm. it was different then. People actually, you know, now it's just like, you know, let, I think they let the kids get away with more and not to get on mm-hmm. a soapbox and say, like, back in my day, it was better. But I just think overall the, the obesity in this country has gotten to a point where where things have to be done. And, and that's why I think you see more now people being more health conscious and, and everything like that. And, again, you know, and I think platforms like we're on, it's mm-hmm. a very positive message to those people that like, no, it can, it can be done. And, mm-hmm. and I see it with yours and, you know, I'm trying to do it with mine as well. And, um, before we wrap this up, just once again, uh, throw out your, uh, your Instagram handle and when they could follow your podcast. Definitely. Definitely. So once again, on Instagram, if you guys want to find me, um, if you DM me, I respond to everyone. Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. Uh, my podcast on iTunes, you know, all those platforms, Spotify, it's the fat guy forum or fat guy forum. Um, it's easy. There's a character of me flexing, um, as the, as the icon. So if you look for that, you know, it's pretty easy to find. It's pretty easy to find, but I I just want to say like, before we wrap up, man, Mm -hmm. like I just really appreciate one. I think it's great that we were finally able to have a conversation like this after kind of following each other for so long. Um, and just congratulations on what you've been doing, man. Like, it's just really, it's, as someone like, again, you know, we, we share that struggle, you know, that, that lifelong struggle, yep. uh, you know, decades long struggle with our weight. Like, um, once I saw you got started again, I was like, Oh man, I really hope for him. This is the time. Like, I hope this is the time. And so it's just, it's been inspiring for me to be able to watch, you know, you come through these past yeah. two years and like, you know, kind of make the changes you've made. And I have no doubt that you're going to smash that 200 pound mark really, really soon. So We'll, you know, we'll all be watching for that. Thanks, man. Same here, too. I mean, big inspiration on my end, and I love watching your journey as well. Um, again, it, and it also helps, you know, as I'm going through it, there's somebody else, you know, that was, you know, around my size is going through it as well. So, mm-hmm. again, you know, we kind of, I, I say, we kind of play off each other that way as well, you know, the New England and New York version of um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. what we're going through. But, you know, I really want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, again, it really is uh, about time we actually had a face-to-face kind of conversation here. And hopefully uh, one day soon we get to sit down, light up a couple of uh, sticks oh, and, yeah. uh, and have a, a real face-to-face conversation. Sure, Maybe sure. we'll do a, a live podcast that, that time too. 
Um, That'd be awesome. And listen, we can smoke cigars. It's okay. Mm. We've we've lost uh, people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the WW Bro podcast. This has been episode 92. As always, you can find the podcast at www.podcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And please, five-star rate and review. I love to read your reviews. I share them on social media as well. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. Check out his new band, Demon Scar. Their full catalog is also available on iTunes as well. Only one place to go for your deli needs, Long Island. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show. He'll just grunt at you and then make you the best egg sandwich you've ever had. Gorman, you ever come to Long Island, I got to take you to Finn's. You got some good stuff there. Very keto-friendly. Definitely, man. Definitely. Definitely. I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures, man. So, yeah. Some good stuff. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. And uh, hopefully we get to meet up in real life soon. Sounds good, man. Definitely. I look forward to that. All right, everybody. Have a good week. I'll talk to you later.